Welcome to the Antioch Word, a podcast for the Antioch College community. My name is Mary Evans, and I'm the 2018 Miller Fellow at WYSO. Today you will hear Episode 1 of Antioch College's first Freedom to Vote rally. Myla Cooper, Vice President for Diversity and Inclusion and Executive Director of the Coretta Scott King Center at Antioch College, emceed this event. Antioch College President Tom Manley opened the ceremony. In welcoming all of you and our speakers, I want to acknowledge that with us in spirit, on this stage and in the audience, are many who struggle to make it possible for us to have the freedom to vote. From the namesake of the Coretta Scott King Center, her husband Martin, who gave the commencement address about 100 or 200 yards from where we're sitting in 1966, the day after a cross was burned to strike fear in the hearts of those who would dare make change in this country. To the Honorable A. Leon Higginbotham, the great scholar and legal justice fighter and a graduate of 1949, and the former freedom fighters, actually, from Texas and Florida and Brooklyn, and the former slave, Wheeling Gaunt, who did much to create a livable community for people of color and all the people in this village from the mid-19th century onward. So let me start by laying out a broad frame for this afternoon's rally in terms of what it means to have the freedom to vote today. What it means in a world where we are awash in problems and information, where we have unprecedented access to knowledge if we're privileged to have one of those devices. And yet, we are coming to understand painfully that knowing is not enough. Evidence is not enough. Facts are not persuasive when minds are closed. Truth is not a key when the doors to hearts are nailed shut. We need to translate from information to transformation. We need not just to know, but to know how. Know how to use our freedom actionably and effectively to impact the world and to do this together, yes, in collaboration, but to begin by taking individual responsibility for our choices and our freedom. Here at Antioch, we are calling this Own Your Education. And it begins by acknowledging the importance of being a place where all of us have agency to take responsibility for our lives and what leads from them. This is an idea that Antioch College's first president, the great American educator Horace Mann, invoked when he told the first graduates of the college, and I quote, I beseech you to treasure up in your hearts these my parting words, be ashamed to die until you have won some victory for humanity. In other words, take the knowledge you have gained here and that you will continue to gain through your lives and find ways to use it to benefit others. Use your power and freedom, your personal power, your personal freedom. Use them to make positive change. Yes, speak truth to power and start with yourself by taking responsibility for yourself, your actions, and your freedom to vote. So I asked you earlier, how many of you have voted today? Did you know there's early voting every day? There is. There is early voting every day, and it comes through your freedom to choose and pursue the best ideal of yourself 
before you even get out of bed and allow the program of habits and that things won't change mindset many of us have been developing over our lifetimes to kick in. Neuroscientists tell us that by the time we're 35, 90 to 95% of everything we feel, think, and do in a day is regulated by a program that runs like the background system of our computers. When you wake, checking your Instagram, your Twitter feed, sending a few emails, getting out on the same side of the bed, panicking about something that you didn't do yesterday, having the same food for breakfast, driving the same way or walking the same way to work. In other words, being human. When we do this, frequently that program is one of resignation, a conviction that things haven't changed and so it's impossible to make them different. But we can override that program by setting a different intention and reminding ourselves throughout the day that we are not the effects of causes, we are agents for causing effect. To change what we face in the world, we must prepare to change how we face the world. Personally, each day we have the freedom to vote. Our powers of change. I beseech you to use yours. Thank you very much. And now let's hear from the real speakers. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you. I have to first acknowledge that I am the visual, living, breathing manifestation of my ancestors who have gone before me in slavery, women's suffrage, and in generations of poverty. I'm going to focus our attention on that. I stand on the shoulders of women who have dedicated their lives literally, of men who have dedicated themselves out of humiliation, spat upon, beaten, for the opportunity just for me to stand. Greetings to you. I am the CEO of the YWCA Dayton, one of over 200 associations across the country, one of 150 across the globe with the exact same mission, which is we will empower women. We will eliminate racism and we will promote freedom, justice, dignity, and peace for all people. I want to start off by first letting you know that although we love men, and I do, I am going to speak to the women and more specifically the young women in the room and ask you, have we forgotten who we are? I'm going to ask the young women, have we ever been taught who you are? I am telling you that because a lot of what I have said, the conflation of who I am between my gender, the class, and race, is because there are women that came before us that understood that they were marginalized and were open to being defined by those that did not look like them. And there are white women then who took up the mantle and understood that the disparity in which and or the lack of black women never being recognized was also a reflection of their own womanhood. And we've forgotten that, haven't we? I will say that, that abolitionists and suffrage movements in the early 1800s 
were intertwined. They were not separate as they are today. It was because women knew that one woman's place could never really fully be recognized without the voices, the confluence, the synchrony, and the amplification of all women. And that white women's very fullness, that their very wholeness was dependent upon every woman's voice being heard. Therefore, to have a lack, to have apathy for those that were discounted, marginalized, and already muted women of slavery, women of African descent, freed women, would be working against the very need of them themselves being heard. Do we remember that? There are broader women's rights that included back in the 1800s, gender neutral divorce laws, that women fought for the right to refuse their husbands, that women fought for the right for increased economic stability for voices around her own body, her ability to choose. Does that sound familiar? White women were clear back then that their power, their status, their stature was dependent upon every woman's voice, every woman's vote, every woman at the table. It was imperative, therefore, that the abolition of slavery, that the pronouncement of black women, that freed women had to be recognized, and that as women, we were the very breadth of each other, that we were all connected. So it goes to stand that the YWCA, who has been in this work since the early 1800s, were at the forefront, that we were pressing social movements for more than just voting rights and civil rights, but our women, all women to be looked upon as women. That the YWCA Dayton in 1890 was the first organization to say that black women were women and that that was a reflection, therefore, of all women and the wholeness of us. Are we then here a reflection of our poverty, our women in color that are in poverty, that are marginalized? Do we think about that? We carry on this long tradition of social action and advocacy to advance our critical mission of eliminating racism, of empowering women, of promoting peace, of justice, of freedom. Oh, I can talk without it. But there are three areas in which I want us to really, really focus on as we think about our power to vote women. The first area in which I want us to focus on is racial justice and civil rights because we all understand that racial justice is women's justice. They're not separated. There is no difference that if we as women are not looking at each other as a reflection of all women, that we are missing the very right in which the women that came before us fought. So therefore, as we look to do the vote, increasing equal protection and equal opportunities to all people, to all people of color is at the heart of where our vote should be. We could continue and we should continue our fight to reduce the incidence of racial and ethnic profiling the criminalization of people of color in communities and across this nation, as well as the profiling and criminalization of women and especially girls of color. And although that stays silent, it is happening. More black girls are expelled from school than any other cohort, any other cohort in this nation. 
that we must know that the YWCA is asking for a commitment around racial justice, and it is one of the most common threads that unite us across this country and unite us across this globe. Number two, that health and safety of women and girls is not only important for your communities, but all of our communities because, well, we can't be healthy women if there are women in our communities that can't get health care, that are too poor to go to the doctor. We are, none of us are healthy. So therefore, I ask that women, especially our young women, that you sit and you commit to the health and safety of women and especially our little girls of color. That if little girls of color do not have access to high quality health and safety resources, support systems, that they cannot be empowered. Because you see, one in every six women will be sexually assaulted in her lifetime. And black women, it'll be one in every five. And two thirds of us will not tell a soul, you see, is playing out today. We won't tell a soul. And I will also tell you that without the health and safety that of those black women that are assaulted, two and a half times of us more likely to be killed by them. So see, we need you to think about the whole of us. Finally, that we're also thinking about empowerment and economic advancement of women and of girls because the YWCA is asking you to work along with us to increase economic opportunities for women, for our little girls of color, and that we recognize the importance of addressing inequities that exist for this historically and contemporaneously marginalized group. Women comprise more than half of today's workforce. One in four women are now sole and are primary breadwinners for their families, and an overwhelming majority of us of our mothers, of our children under the age of 18 are working and we're overrepresented in low wage jobs, like basic workforce protections, like basic health care. So it is no doubt that women are central to the economic well-being of their families and we play a critical role in our nation's economic prosperity. So we're asking you women, especially our young women, to reflect that all of us are a part of us. Finally, my final ask is that you remember, have we forgotten, but you remember that the strength of us is built in the whole of us, that women before us from all different backgrounds, from different hues, from different diverse perspectives stood together because we understood that our very health, our very greatness, our very dependency stood on each other's goodness and reflection of each other. So I ask that as we go to the voting poll women, that we know that we are voting for all of us. Thank you. You're listening to Antioch College's Freedom to Vote Rally on the Antioch Word. Next, Antioch College students, Alyssa Navarrete, Truth Garrett, and myself, Mary Evans, speak about the importance to vote as the World House Choir sings. We're going to do a piece called Stick in the Wheel. This piece refers to the beliefs of Bayard Rustin, an out black gay man, a Quaker, an activist, an organizer who got 250,000 people together to D.C. 
in August 1963 for the March on Washington for jobs, voting, dignity, freedom, and justice. He urges us to be a stick in the wheel, just like people are doing right now in the Kavanaugh hearing. Byard said, the only weapon we have is our bodies, and we have to tuck them in places so the wheels don't turn. It's seats on the bus can't hold your mother. Be a stick in the wheel. And if the seats on the bus can't be used by your father, be a stick in the wheel. Cause if the seats on the bus aren't meant for all of us, go on, be a stick in the wheel. Yeah, what I say. Yeah. Okay, my name is Mary Evans. Um, I'm a third year student here at Antioch College. Um, I encourage everyone to vote because like issue one's good and stuff and I wish we had half these resources when we had the crack epidemic because there probably wouldn't be that many black people in prison and in systems now but I mean vote for issue one but I think for me I encourage people to vote to stop mass incarceration. I was sentenced to eight years for a first offense drug trafficking charge and the woman who went before me caused her child permanent damage and harm and was sentenced less time than me and came home before me. While inside, I graduated twice, won my scholarship to hear my full ride. Um, people can change, and I think um, with that being said, if we can't stop them from building prisons and vote for the Fair um, Hiring Act, so that way when you come out with the skills that I came out with and other people like me come out with, we do have a chance to get a job. And I, that's all I have to say. As Milo mentioned earlier, my name is Alyssa Navarrete. I'm from El Paso, Texas, which is a border city with Ciudad Juarez, Mexico. Um, Self-design in anthropology and art. I was asked to speak about immigration today, and this is like huge topic. Um, so I chose a few, like three major things that I wanted to discuss. I felt were especially relevant. Um, before I start, I wanted to ask people to do me a favor. I want you to close your eyes and take note 
of where you feel tension in your body. And then I want you to take a deep breath and release it. Thank you. So, um, I'm not an immigrant, but I do come from an immigrant family, and I think that's important to note before I start. And I want to continue with a quote. History teaches us that the greatest tragedies come from ignorance. And next, I wanted to address a few important topics. First, the murder of three trans women on the border by a border patrol agent in Laredo, Texas. The murders of three trans women by a border patrol agent, all three trans and all three sex workers, and how often people of the state, like police officers and border patrol, are given the power to commit these crimes. That's why they sign up for these jobs. They are racist, sexist, and they depend on that power as an outlet for their violence with little to no repercussions. Because rules only work on people who are scared to break them. Second, the detainment and separation of children and families at borders. There's a common idea of detainment of immigrants being Mexican, and probably because they are detained at the US and Mexico border. But in reality, about 97% of these are actually from Central America, coming from Honduras, El Salvador and Guatemala. And this detainment opens the door for the separation of families, the physical and mental abuse of vulnerable people, and the magnification of generational trauma and overall colonialism. And third, I would like to start with another quote for this one. I have great sympathy for people who fear migrants, for their lack of knowledge, and as a result, their lack of understanding of humanity. The problem is not immigrants, or really immigration. I believe the problem lays with the power that we give these systems and institutions to create the culture around this and the conditions. One major example <laughs> would be the invention of whiteness, which led to white fragility, and that the mirrorness of black fearsomeness, the fear of black and brown people and otherness in general. And ironically enough, it also created the creation of the white savior complex. And I didn't want to come up here and try to like educate people or talk about facts and numbers because I shouldn't have to try to convince people to care. The facts are out there, but I do want to challenge the way we talk about immigration. When we have these discussions, um, how deep and inclusive are we really, really willing to get? Humanity is not a compromise. And I wanted to end, I wanted to end with a quote that I read recently. It goes something like along the lines of, trauma is passed down generationally until someone is ready to feel it. So I want to ask everyone, are we ready to feel it? The truth is, my truth is that the truth is freedom or the power to act.
the power to speak, the power to think, the power to think how I want, how I want, how I want. I want to remove the coat of birthed allegiance because if it's not real, I'm no longer receiving it because I can't believe it's 2018 and here we go again, but the reality is that it's always just gonna be my legs, your legs. Our legs that must tread into this beast of ignorance is truly dead. Oh, you thought it was a Martin Luther King thing of the past, then you misunderstand. The reason why some refuse to stand or the reason why it's still important that we together stand against this systematic ghost that's still lynching my folks and against those who have chose to protect amendments against protecting our youth while looking us all in the eye and saying that equality that they promised is still alive but the truth is we still got time because the truth is I must become we standing together for us all this time Let's make freedom, not just a punchline. Peace. That was Antioch College student Truth Garrett and the World House Choir at Antioch College's first Freedom to Vote rally. I'm Mary Evans, the 2018 Miller Fellow at WYSO. Thanks for listening to the Antioch Word. You can find more episodes of our podcast at WYSO.org, on NPR One, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts.